were two old ladies walking on a trail and actually today at a trail at Stone Barns where my children always used to love to walk with me here. I'm looking forward to walking here because I saw sheep and cows on the way in and um, it would be fun to walk in their presence. Definitely and remember what Jeremy Bentham said, the question is not can they reason or can they think but can they suffer so don't eat them. Okay, <laughs> I promise not to eat them as we walk. Join us. So which way do we go? I think that we should go this way and then finish where the sheep are. All right, Follow cool. me. So this was a busy week for us. Very busy. Why was it busy? It was busy because we finally found a mattress to replace that marshmallow we've been sleeping on <laughs> since June. And Rosie did not notice it was a marshmallow until we switched sides and then discovered that it wasn't really quite a mattress, but a cre crevasse. <laughs> yes. And all this time I thought I had this firm mattress with a pillow top. And when we went back to Raymore and Flanagan to look for a new mattress and they looked up the old one, I found that it was actually a soft mattress that I had bought, but it still lasted over 12 years. So that was good. Definitely got my money's worth. You definitely got your money's worth, worth without a doubt, but it's still, hey, I just thought of something. What? Two old, two old women walk into a, a furniture store to buy a mattress. Oh, it is interesting. I mean, you figure, you know, sometimes they think we're sisters. <laughs> they do. We resemble one another until we start to get on the bed together <laughs> and talk about how we sleep together and see what kind of sisters are these <laughs> i have to give a lot of credit to both uh, martin at raymore and flanagan and eric at mattress firm for not flinching not batting an eye when they realized <laughs> we were a couple they didn't flinch their training their sensitivity training definitely worked <laughs> yeah you have to wonder i mean they must tell those folks, you're going to see all kinds of people. You're going to see, you know, hetero couples, same sex, throuples, <laughs> family bed. Five you know? people walk in to buy a mattress. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've got to figure. So, um, but I'm really happy with the one that we got. And it was interesting when they came to deliver it that one of the guys said to me, is it for you or for her? And I said, both of us. And he too didn't bat an eye. <laughs> Although I thought that was kind of inquisitive of him. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think there are some questions that you're probably not supposed to ask when you deliver a mattress. Yeah, I would say that that was one of them. But, you know, aside from the fact that the box spring was broken, I'd still give them two thumbs up. But we'll see what happens when we get the uh, intact box spring on um, Wednesday. Right, right. Well, I would say that it was actually pretty effortless to buy the mattress. We tried a number of mattresses and this one was firm. But I think what is really interesting is the reaction, right? Even though um, we live in a time where there is, in some parts of the country and the world, there is greater tolerance, it's still 
I don't know how I would say it. It's still the majority of people are not two women looking to buy a mattress to share together. Yeah, I think that's accurate. You hear these birds? My goodness. I know. I think I hear turkeys in the distance, which are, you know, Stone Barns grows their own produce and raises their own. Oh, those are children, not turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, raises their um, much of their own livestock for food, except for, I think, I think when we used to go here, they said that beef came from elsewhere. Well, but I, their their pork is locally raised, chickens, and whatnot. They raise them all right here. I think it's an organic, environmentally conscious farming place. I think it also has a number of programs to encourage healthy eating. But I would take my kids here simply because the parking is free. It's very beautiful. It's kind of like walking through a Norman Rockwell bucolic scene in the countryside. Look at the lighting. It's so pretty. And then even though the restaurant I've never had the pleasure of eating at because it's way too expensive for me, they do have a little cafe where you can taste some of the amazing culinary creations of their chefs. It's just a, like a gorgeous place. And it's free. Parking is free. It is pretty. How old were your kids when you brought them here? Well, when my kids were really from like the youngest ages, we, I always took them hiking somewhere. And my favorite story is at Bear Mountain, which we'll do one weekend. One, we climbed to the, we climbed to the top of the mountain and Bear Mountain's part of the Appalachian or Appalachian Trail. And we, I marched them, we hiked up to the top and then down and one cried all the way to the top <laughs> and one cried all the way down. But um, I just thought it was really important for them to be in nature, like to be hiking in outdoors and not on screens. And this is before the proliferation of screens. But so we'd come here and it would just be really, I have a lot of happy memories of young children you know, enjoying stone barns. Are we going straight here? We're going to go straight and do kind of like a meandering loop. Well, now but, we're on the gravel, so there's a change of sound. <laughs> That's what it is. So, Rosie, we also, we uh, for our podcast listeners, yes, we are a couple. We are planning a wedding. And what did, what, how has it been going? Well, I'm really excited to be planning because, as you know, we're coming up to the two-year mark of uh, the engagement. <laughs> but as we discussed when we became engaged, we knew it was going to be a long one because there was a move involved and whatnot. But I'm really excited to starting to get some pieces in that look like they're going to fall into place for our springtime lunch after our springtime wedding. And um, today we went to um, Red Barn Bakery in Irvington, which um, we have some of their goodies in our car um, to sample. Well, I had admit I already dove into the whoopie pie. And if everything else in that box is as good as the bite that I took, then we're in great shape. Well, but what's nice is that they have vegan and gluten-free options for those of us who have... Um, those dietary needs. And um, did you want to talk a little bit about uh, what we're looking for, for for food? 
Sure. I, I want to just comment on Red Barn Bakery. I haven't tasted any of the treats we bought, but I have to say that the baker and owner, she's lovely. Um, when we said that we were planning a wedding and we wanted like a cupcake tower, um, she asked who it was for. And uh, again, like the mattress, we said us. And she said, oh, I thought you were sisters. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but again, didn't bat an eye. Um, I also thought it was located, what a great location for a business because it's by the river. Irvington is a river town. It's on the Hudson River. Right near the train station. And it's right near the train station. I thought this woman is not just a great baker, but also really wise in business. But what we're planning is we're going to have our wedding at the Episcopal Church, St. Mark's, and and at 11, right? The, the ceremony's at 11. Mm -hmm. And then it will be followed in the parish hall with a lunch. And um, so we're looking for caterers. And we decided to go with a cupcake tower instead of a traditional cake uh, for several reasons. One, I'm vegan. Rosie's gluten-free. And it allows for a bit more diversity among the bites. But, um, and uh, we found a we think the caterer um, that is also a lesbian owned business, which we thought would be really cool to support as lesbians ourselves. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really great find that you made because um, they're local, they're a small business, uh, women owned, lesbian owned, and the food that they proposed to us looks amazing. So, you know, the final step is to just make sure it tastes good this is so pretty look at the cows i love the stone walls alongside this pathway makes me wonder do you know what this was used for before it was stone barns was well it's it part of the rock i think it's definitely estate? part of the rockefeller estate um there are a number of ways to enter the land that the rockefellers donated but what i'm enjoying right now and it's one of these like i wish you could be here listener with us because the sun is shining just like perfectly yes. on the pastures and the cows are just relaxingly munching on the grass <laughs> and the green of the grass and the blue of the sky. The cow has horns. <laughs> and the brown of the, um, because it's wintertime, the brown of the, the plants around it, it just is like a sensation, the visual feast. It's just a visual feast. It's really beautiful. And it reminds me, oh my gosh, look at the light here right now. It's so pretty. Parts of it remind me of um, like just you see in paintings, you know. Yeah, definitely. But it, it, it always, what, I've lived in the Hudson, Hudson Valley now for 26 years. And gosh, look at the height of this cow. I think if I was oh standing God. next to it, he's got to be almost my height. Yeah. And by the way, I don't eat you cows. <laughs> I'm your friend. I'm your vegan friend. They're tagged. This is 109. I feel like liberating the cow. Oh, look at they that. They could beautiful... be for milk. You know, well, no, that's probably a steer. Well, they're also, it depends how, the, well, anyway, there's a beautiful But anyway, one. as I was saying about the Hudson Valley before I got distracted by the cow here, um, it, of all the years that I've lived here, even in the dead of winter, the light here is still gorgeous. Well, that's like the Hudson Valley School of Painters. Right. Take advantage of that gorgeous You can see light. why they 
they enjoyed painting here year round. Oh my goodness, this view. So pretty. And you notice at Stone Barns that there are people walking with you, but never a lot. It's never like some of the other trails. Yeah. We're hardcore hikers. It's more of like a strolling trail, like a relaxing. But these cows are something. They're just gorgeous. Oh, look at this black and white one. I love that light brown cow up there on the hillside. Wendy would know what all the different kinds were, like a Guernsey or a something else. Yeah, <laughs> Jersey, Jersey, Jersey Holstein. Holstein. <laughs> I know which ones make cheese, <laughs> but, but Buddha, no, you know, no. I can't. I've I've been no, cheese free for you know you know the signs that say injury free for thirty five <laughs> days. I have one that says cheese free for six days. <laughs> like, look how close we are to this cow eating the grass. You can hear it. You can, well, we can hear it. I don't know if our mics can pick it no, up. No, I mean, but... you can hear it. Yeah, no, I hear it. <laughs> oh, he got a good chunk there. Now he's like, ah, stop watching now me. Now he's showing us. Or she. Is that a she? I don't know, Rosie. I don't, I don't think we That's need to she. look that closely. Yeah, <laughs> we'll she turned around for us. Now we can see, oh. It's a she. You don't need to have that. Oh, that's not a she. We're not veterinarians. That one's a he. <laughs> We're just strollers <laughs> strolling on the trail. But what um, that cord is like they know not to go outside the cord. Maybe there's like an some. There has to be something else, right? It's like the um, invisible fence for dogs. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> I hope they don't have any suffering. But um, it's pretty, isn't it? And then does this connect with the? Rockefeller State Park trails? I think it does at some point. Like on the edges somewhere? I think it does, but usually when I was, when, always when I took my kids here, we'd do a lot of walking and then we'd go eat. <laughs> so we'd do a lot well, of walking. You need to have a, um, an incentive. Like my incentive is to finish the rest of that whoopie pie when I get back to the car. Well, I've never had a whoopie pie in my entire life. Oh. And this is a vegan one. And as you know, I'm still looking for the Funko whoopie pie, <laughs> whatever that is, little bobblehead. Is it a moon pie or a whoopie oh, pie? Oh, it's a moon pie. You're right. I always call it. See, I've never had a moon pie either, so I don't really know. But um, anyone out there has a Funko moon pie? <laughs> yes. Send and... us a message because we are now on <laughs> Apple Podcasts, and I think you can send us a message. And you will be rewarded with a fair price and no exploitation of your labor. <laughs> Go union. <laughs> and maybe. A gluten-free vegan whoopie pie. <laughs> no, we wouldn't go that far. No, there no, we'd probably, left. by the time we, we, the courier service brought it over, to be half eaten. We decided to do our own Red Barn Bakery tasting. Yes. So we've got the two whoopie pies, a golden cupcake and a chocolate cupcake. And um, we have to, we decided there's many other things we have to go back there for. Yeah. I saw they had brownies. Those were not vegan. They were, I think they were just gluten-free, but they oh, also... Oh, right. They're the ones near the cash register. They had a gluten-free carrot cake, and they had this that little pumpkin good. pie that was gluten-free. It looked gorgeous. Right? I have to say, it looked gorgeous. Excellent food. It was funny because the baker said to us, oh, I used to uh, live, work on Byram Road. And Rosie, who has a great cartographer, cartographical knowledge base of maps I could see looked perplexed yeah I, I didn't hear what she said before she said Byram I thought she was saying 
she had a delivery there or something. <laughs> and then I said it was on the road to our one of our favorite Chinese restaurants. David Chen's, and then I knew exactly where it was. <laughs> Rose is like, I know that road. <laughs> yeah, that's a part of Westchester up there in Armonk that I don't really, I don't really know Armonk. It's a cute town. Very cute town. Let's get uh, mammograms there. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I think if we go down this hill, Rosie, because we'll do this, we're going to go up this hill at some point. Oh, it's so but nice. But if we go down, I think it does the loop down there. And look, there's a horse, a woman on horseback. Oh, pretty. Where so do you, you want to go? Think? Let's go up the hill for now, and then we can, we can um, go elsewhere. Yeah. But I want to impress upon our listeners: one, if you work in a mattress store, do not be alarmed <laughs> by the various configurations of love in the world love is love two come to stone barns because it's parking is free Look at it's bu bucolic and beautiful and it has great food on any budget because you don't have to just eat in the restaurant so rosie what and else three everyone needs to sleep <laughs> <laughs> that's funny we all deserve a good night's sleep i for one have been waking up sleeping on that marshmallow with hip pain <laughs> that is now after just two nights on our new bed gone gone so we had lunch today rosie with nelson and peter yeah it's nice to make you know it's hard to make adult friends later in life and it was so nice nelson reached out to us on this um online um queer book club that we belong to and uh sent his graciously sent his cell phone and we got together with him and his husband peter for lunch today or brunch in tarrytown and you know you never know we only knew them from online and uh and had never met peter and it was just so delightful i think we all just really meshed really well what did you think first of all i really enjoyed both of them nelson is so warm and so friendly he invited us to get together, and he did not disappoint. He was just so engaging and friendly. And Peter was so interesting as a retired history teacher. I love talking to people about their stories, their historical stories. And coming from South Africa, he had just a fascinating story to tell. I also agree with you that as you get older, it's a little bit harder to meet people. But um, as I say to Rosie, my friends now are all like 20 years older than me because as a retiree, I'm often in the knitting club or the this or that, the Bible study with people who are in their 70s and 80s. But they're so warm and friendly and I'm, it's, it's like the Golden Girls. Thank you for being a friend. Yeah, <laughs> I think... Um... I've noticed for several years, I'm not the only one who's noticed this, that sometimes people are busy and they say, oh, we should get together. How often do you hear, we should get together? And, but then nothing happens. There's no phone numbers exchanged or the person who says it isn't available. And so it's always a treat, I feel, when the person who wants to get together is actually available and and a date is set and both people keep it and show up and it seems like a simple thing but i think it's gotten a little bit more rare with time and um maybe it's 
because our kids are all grown now. Maybe it was a little harder when we all had kids going to sports and this and that and the other thing to make it happen. And we're at the age now where it's a little easier to make it happen. Right. So I'm really happy to be in this place. Um, how about you? What's the question, Rosie? Like, are you like, do you feel like it's easier to get together now? Well, like time wise, like there's just, it's easier, to, like for you, especially. Yeah. You're not teaching um, how many hours a day? You're basically <laughs> oh, 10 hours a day by the time you, you know, got up and got home. You know, committed to teaching. I think for me, what I realize is when I, was uh, working and raising children, I had a bit of a workaholic ethic. And I often would think, well, I was the reason why I wasn't socializing as much as I want to, because I had so many responsibilities as a single working parent. But I realized that it was too simplistic of a narrative. It's also about the other people having time too. And I think one thing I can say as a retiree, if I were to share a life lesson, I would say, that yes, career and work, I love my career, um, it's very important. It pays your bills. It also gives you a sense of self-esteem. It gives you a sense of purpose in the world. But it's always important to remember that people are the primary purpose of being human. As humans, we've always been social. We thrived as a species together, not individually. And so I really like when I meet people who, who know the value of people. I think sometimes we can get disappointed in people and we can get kind of like, oh, I don't need people. But people, as I said in an earlier podcast, quoting <laughs> Barbara Streisand, people, people really need do need people. people. Are the luckiest people in the world. <laughs> Without a doubt. No, so. that's a really good point. I think that the way you said it, to find someone who values other people and the interactions yeah. is a real gift. It's a real gift. And when someone like, like Nelson and Peter, they didn't look at their phones once. I noticed that too. That's they funny you said once. that. You know, at one point he was looking down, but he was looking at something in the food. Right. And I thought, oh, is he checking his phone? You know, but he didn't. No, nobody checked their phone. It was nobody. Nice. And that's nice because, you know, I kind of, I always loved the philosopher Alan Watts. And he would say, you know, it's not that it's good or bad technology. It's what its purpose is used for. And certainly you and I would agree that the internet has been awesome. <laughs> you know, like when I started teaching, there was no publicly available internet. I'd have to find every book I could find in the library to write a lesson. And now a lot of those books are online. But I think, you know, at the same time, it's not enough to have the ease of technology without the beauty of other humans and to make other humans a priority. So, yeah. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that they were like fully present, that they were happy to be there, that they were engaging. I just give a big shout out to Nelson and Peter. They're like a really good example. They're good examples of socializing. Yeah. I look forward to uh, uh, developing a friendship with them. Yeah, ditto, ditto. We talked about doing some board games and that's always fun. Yeah, yeah. I, love, I, I grew up with a lot of board games. We just constantly play board games. We're not constantly. We're outside a lot too. But yeah. inside, you know, we all knew. You mentioned this earlier. Like we all learned how to play chess and checkers and trouble and sorry and monopoly and 
Yeah, and don't spill the beans. I like that don't one. Don't spill the beans. Mousetrap. <laughs> did you have mousetrap? You know, I didn't have it, but a friend did. And I thought it was, and I bought it for my kids. Yeah. And I thought, that's the coolest game ever. <laughs> the challenge with mousetrap was to keep all the pieces. <laughs> yeah, and keep it lined up. You know, it was like a chain reaction and one piece out of the chain. Oh, look at this light now. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Now, is that the main restaurant down there? That's the main restaurant. And, and we parked the, over there to the right? Yes. And so that's in, where the sheep are. In the and we'll go back. We're gonna just go now by the yeah, river. Yeah. But or not river by the water. But behind the restaurant is the little cafe. Oh, nice. And there's a plane overhead. I'm so glad we chose to walk here today. I can't believe Rosie. I mean that there's I've a never trail walked you here. Walked on. It's like, I've only for you like a virgin on the trail. Eaten here, <laughs> yes. I've only eaten at the restaurant, and even that was years ago when it was affordable. And I'm like um, the old mother who lived in the shoe with 20 children on the <laughs> right. trail. I am not the virgin. On but the I don't trail. think I ever knew that you could come here and um, just park and walk without can, yep. being a customer. You know, you can park and you can walk, and which is really awesome of Stone Barns because they don't have to do that. They could charge you for parking. I know that, um, yeah, they could charge us. I thought they were gonna charge us when we came in. It was nice of them to just direct us where we needed to be. But I know, um, I think, I know Nana came here for high school for a field trip for, I think the healthcare leaders class. Oh, what does this Look say? Look at this, now, it's this a whole is a really, map. This is somebody who has done a good job on the display board. The Eastern Bluebird. That's so oh, pretty. Oh, so pretty. Right? Yes. That's beautiful. So there's a so nice pretty. board, uh, the map of the whole complex, and uh, a little bit of talk about the kinds of birds that are here. Um, and microbiologically rich soil. I really like that Stone Barnes wrote this, that they put benches along key points along the trail, and they wrote, so you can observe the dynamic relationships between nature and domesticated systems. You know what? Let's walk to the sheep and finish by the sheep, and then we'll do the rest of the trail. Well, that sounds like a good right? idea. So Which our, way is we, the sheep? So we, the sheep are this way. This okay. way. Oh, look at that beautiful When light. I was a, a nature director at a summer camp, we had a, a sheep one year, and there was a contest who would name it, and the winning entry was Babbles. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> babbles. But that, and I love babbles. I love babbles. But I will tell you, if you get a sheep as a pet, they poop a lot. They do. They but they have beautiful cheese, wool. No, and no, they no. make great cheese. <laughs> no, wool. Well, they don't make the cheese. Their milk makes great cheese. Now, if you could cheer. You could teach a sheep to make cheese from its own sheep's milk. There would be a marketable yeah, that would be item. A, that would top AI. <laughs> you know, um, speaking of technology and sheep, Dolly the sheep who was cloned is actually stuffed and in a natural science museum in Edinburgh, Scotland, which is hard to believe. And she's like, I believe she's rotating on a pedestal. Well, it's a little eerie. Yeah, that, that's kind of a dark macabre note yeah <laughs> let's bring it back to the light side it's like in a spam a lot what is it on the sunny side of life always, always look on the, the sunny, sunny side of life. life that's coming back to broadway I, I know because it was on the good morning show or something yeah. the today show they were singing i never saw it um i showed my kids monty python on the holy grail when they were young and um they thought the knights of knee and they Killer Rabbit were both two of the most hysterical scenes. Have you seen the movie? Yeah, I love Monty Python. <laughs> I love the life of Brian. And there was one about the meaning of life. I really like that one, too. I like a good wit. 
A good witticism. I'd never heard of them until uh, I want to say I was in middle school. Right. My friend Mora was watching it on PBS. And I said, What are you talking about, Monty Python? What are you talking about? And once we far, finally started watching it, I saw what the fuss was about and well deserved. <laughs> oh, actually, I think. I think we have to go back that way. Well, well I, I will say this, though, about PBS. We have been watching a sh series on Prime about Julia Child. Child? Singular? Child. Plural. I'm sorry. Singular. <laughs> and we're really enjoying that. Yeah, well, I didn't think, um, but I believe she was the first one to have a professional like a cooking show on TV. Is that what we've sort of figured I out I think so, so and I'll tell you, she encouraged people to put aside some of those 50s cans, can this, can that, can yeah, whatever. Yeah, fresh food. But, um, well, this, let's just see, take a minute, a panoramic sweep around. It's absolutely gorgeous. So I think this has been a really win-win for us today. I think so. God, Liz, I think we might have dropped our, our microphone somewhere on the trail. I hope some squirrels didn't pick it up. Actually, a squirrel did pick it up because those two dopes dropped it. Oh, these are those microphones from the two old ladies that like to walk in the trails and talk about nothing. And they're lesbians to boot, just like us, because it's nature. That's right. It's not a choice. It's who we are. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao.